In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Prison walls and bars have imprisoned Christians of every age and of every place, at least since the beginning when the book of Hebrews was first written. There are even Roman documents describing how early Christians endured all manner of inhumane treatment. They were burned, imprisoned, shamed at the stocks, thrown to the lions for sport. But the book of Hebrews tends to be a little more graphic. As it says, some Christians were tortured, refusing to accept release so that they might rise again to a better life. Others suffered mocking and flogging and even chains and imprisonment. They were stoned, they were sawn in two, they were killed with the sword. They went about in skins of sheep and goats, destitute, afflicted, mistreated, of whom the world was not worthy. And what was it that we were complaining about? Things haven't changed much. Just ask those Christians who faced murderous attacks in Rwanda not that many years ago. Ask Christians in Iraq, Iran, Afghanistan, Pakistan, India, Russia, and other places, all places where the Christians and their churches have been under attack because of their faith in Christ Jesus. And some prisons are more political in nature than they are of stone and steel substance. Pastor Paul Gerhardt, who wrote the text that we just sang, faced those many years ago. He was robbed not only of his wife and children because of disease, but he was also robbed of his pulpit because the politics of the day were more important than a confession of faith in Christ Jesus. Pastor Gerhardt lost his position as pastor because he refused to compromise and to water down the gospel and his confession of faith. Yet he could write and encourage us and himself with words that we just sang. Why should cross and trial grieve me? Christ is near with his cheer, never will he leave me. Those are words of encouragement. And life together on this campus has been, has seen new insight as we have reviewed the life of Dietrich Bonhoeffer, as well as his teaching, his pastoral care, and his writing from the prison cell that would become his entrance to the martyr's gallow. And our life together on this campus is not beset with such overt persecution and suffering as many of those who have experienced it before us. Compared to others, in fact, the most that we seem to suffer around here is boredom or dull routine. 
and these may well be a form of attack from Satan. Like all Christians who have been imprisoned, like all Christians who have been under attack because of their faith in Christ Jesus, we are, as in the words of Hebrews, we are in need of endurance in our lives, in our studies, in our faith. We know how quickly we give up and give in because our threshold to pain and suffering is so low. And we know how little our faith has been the substance of our life. The writer to the Hebrews quotes prophet Habakkuk, my righteous one shall live by faith. And through this prophet, through this writer, God is saying, you don't live by what you see that is going on around you. You don't live by the things that happen to you. You don't live by some contrived sense of fairness, of getting what you deserve. You don't live by what others are saying, and you don't live by the ups and downs of the things that go on around us. No, you live by faith. You live by waiting, by trusting God, trusting that God will do what he has said he will do. God's promises, God promises that the coming one will come and will not delay. And the coming one did come as Messiah, who brought an end to waiting at his birth in Bethlehem, in the dusty streets of Nazareth and Cana, at the, at the cemetery of Nain, in the courtyards of Herod and Pilate, and finally at the cross and empty tomb of our Lord. In Christ Jesus, God took on our flesh and bone as he took the punishment we deserved, as he defeated not only Satan, but also death. And Christ's life laid down for us, declares us righteous before God. That is the basis of our faith. And living by faith, is being caught up in the promises of God so much that it affects how we wait in difficult times right now. God has told us that he is coming, coming at an appointed time to set everything right, to coming to wipe the stars from the skies and the wicked from the earth, and to start over with a new heaven and a new earth, the home of righteousness. And so living by faith means taking the long view. We know who is in charge. We know him whom we have trusted. And we know we are in his hands because we have been purchased with his blood. God's righteous ones do indeed live by faith. And by the way, we call that faith by another name sometimes, endurance. The endurance that we need to live. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.